You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the franchise Oklahoma City Thunder first take postgame show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Seven seven the franchise one zero seven nine in Tulsa. What is up, Oklahoma City Thunder fans and franchise listeners? I am Madison Morris. Across from me at this table at Flint Restaurant in downtown Oklahoma City is Brady Trantham on this lovely Sunday afternoon. That's right, the Thunder game is over and the sun is still up because. They had a 2.30 tip-off tonight. It's awesome. Or today. It's, it's awesome. When we get out of work and the sun's still up, it's always a good thing. That but, uh, really Madison, we're, on the, we're back on the radio again. We are back on the radio. You guys have the dynamic duo here on the Thunder Post Game Show for the first time this season and hopefully not the last time. Yeah, we're, we're, forcing, we're forcing the OKC82 podcast into your ears <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's that's, great. that's exactly right. Really quick, per the Thunder, uh, the 28-point margin of victory tonight. Yeah, of course, the Thunder beat the Golden State Warriors. Everybody's happy. Especially the Sooner contingent of the fan base who had to uh, sit down and watch that game yesterday. The 28-point margin of victory tonight ties the largest ever for the Thunder against the... It says the Warriors. I feel like there should be quotation marks around the Warriors because this isn't yeah. this isn't your cousin's Golden State Warriors. No, this is a little bit different. This was a bad basketball team. Yes, it Bless was. Bless Steph Curry's heart. He... He did what he could early on. It just wasn't enough because no. you've got five guys out there mm-hmm. um, playing basketball. He's He can only do so much. It was hard to watch if you're a Warriors fan, but we're, we're talking to Thunder fans right now, so it yeah. was fun to watch so this was for everybody fun. else. Yeah, very fun for Thunder fans. Um, obviously, the Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Golden State Warriors 120-92 to today. Uh, that's that's big time, especially for Oklahoma City right now because they didn't get off to the hottest start to start the season, obviously falling uh, in the first game and to the Utah Jazz and then falling to the Washington Wizards a couple of nights ago. Well, they used magic. They, they used, used magic? magic. Yeah, oh, like did they? It, yes. should, it should be against the rules, but it isn't so far. We'll, no. we'll see. We'll so, contact the office later. Yeah, we're getting on that. But starting the season 0-2 may have been a little bit discouraging to Thunder fans, but obviously they come in here. Uh, on this Sunday afternoon and defeat the Warriors like that, that's really big for this Thunder team. So uh, a lot of good stuff happened in Chesapeake Energy Arena today, Brady. A lot of good. Yeah, um, really a lot of it. It just it started early. Uh, Danilo Gallinari went on an 8-0 run himself in the first quarter before the Warriors hit their first shot, which I believe was Steph Curry who hit a three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't enough at that point. Like you could have just ended the game right there. 8-3, that's pretty much how the rest of the game went. The uh, mm-hmm. Thunder, um, who... Billy Donovan talked about it in the post game following the Wizards' loss um, the other night. He used 100 points as the benchmark. Two games into the season, they hadn't cracked 100 points, and they had to be more aggressive offensively. And some of that was, okay, how come Danilo Gallinari's not getting the ball enough? He had 10 shot opportunities against Washington. He probably needs more. Um, Chris Paul didn't put his fingerprints on the game at all against Washington. Mm-hmm. Shea Gillis-Alexander, we know how talented he is. The, this Thunder team... 
is talented. Like, yes, they, they get rid of Paul George. They get rid of Russell Westbrook. We right. all know that. But they're still left with a lot of talent. They really showcased it tonight. They put their foot on the gas real, um, early, and they never let off. And it really got out of hand in the second quarter. And mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Schroeder had – it's three games in, his best game of the season. We'll probably be By saying far, yeah. we'll probably be saying that that was the best game Dennis Schroeder played maybe a month from now because yes, he was probably. incredible in that second quarter. No, he really was. I really think that he was the guy that um, ignited this offense, especially because – Obviously, what Brady was saying, Danilo Gallinari definitely did exactly what Billy Donovan was talking about the game prior to this. He was saying that the key to winning games is going to be getting that offense going real fast, going real efficient, and that's exactly what Gallinari was able to do. That really just encouraged these other guys to step up and do their parts too because I thought Dennis was absolutely fantastic throughout the duration of this game. He really stepped up into a leadership position. He helped guys like Shea. Uh, Even Chris Paul had some good moments out there. And so if you have three primary ball handlers – doing their job and really setting up this offense to be successful, that you're going to get exactly what Thunder fans saw uh, in the peak today. So good stuff. The other good the other good thing is Terrence Ferguson finally scored. It took him two games. And not only did he score, like I don't want to say that in a sarcastic manner because I know how I just kind of said it, but he had a really good game today yeah, on both ends of the good. floor. Um, he put the clamps down on Steph Curry because mm-hmm. if the Warriors were going to make this any type of ball game, whether it be just for a half or the entire game, it was going to be because Steph Curry went off. Because I'll just read you read you guys the starting five. For those that weren't able to catch the game, here's the starting five for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And some of it is a whole bunch of who he played for. Glenn Robinson the third, Draymond Green, Marquise Chris, D'Angelo Russell, and Steph Curry. You've got... Two all-stars, you got three all-stars, excuse me, Draymond Green, of course. Mm-hmm. you got two all-star guards in Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell isn't the type of all-star when you think of the Golden State Warriors. He's not a particularly great shooter. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's not a two-way player at all. No. And when you've got Steph Curry as the lone like all-star guard on this team, the defense is going to go out the window, and you, you saw it early. You saw it throughout the entire game. The Thunder, I mean, at one point they led by 41, 42 points. Yeah, it their was largest a, lead was 42. Yeah, That's 42 crazy. points. It was a beatdown of epic proportions. But then you get into the Golden State, into Golden State's bench, and you're talking about guys like Omari Spellman, who I liked coming out of Villanova, who mm-hmm. uh, played with Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks last year. Jordan Poole, <laughs> like Damian Lee, who – Shot a wide open corner three and it hit the the backside corner of the backboard. It was so <laughs> it was ugly. The, the second quarter was so funny. Golden State could could barely pass the ball in in bounds right. out of a timeout. It was comical how bad it was. There was a there was one series I can't even remember when in the game this was, but Brady and I were sitting up in Cloud City in the press box just laughing about this because it was absolute mass chaos. When I think like. I don't even remember who did it, but basically no one could hang on to the ball. It was just going on everywhere. People were rolling on the floor, rolling over each other. That was just like the epitome of this game for the Golden State Warriors in a nutshell because they just could not get it together. Nothing was working for them. I mean, obviously they're at the end of the fourth quarter just because uh, finally Thunder starters got to sit down and take a break. But that's that's like the only time of this game that they got their offense going, and it still wasn't enough for him. So it was just kind of comical to a sense to see our, uh, Golden State struggle like our that. Our good friend Jerry Ramsey probably enjoyed the second quarter because it, it did look like a wrestling match for about a yeah. good five-minute stretch of just people diving for diving for the diving basketball, for jumping on each other, hitting each other in the face. I mean, Damian Lee, after he missed that corner three that I talked about, yep. 
he straight pretended that Dennis Schroeder hit him in the face. Oh, my <laughs> it was, gosh. It was oh so dramatic. They called Dennis Schroeder for the foul, but, it, of course, it didn't really matter. No, it didn't really matter. Stuff like that just happened throughout the duration of this entire game, and it was just funny. But overall, I really think for a Sunday afternoon game this early on in the season, when you're facing the Golden State Warriors, dang, this was a good game for Oklahoma City. Something that I yes. hopefully for this team's sake that they can ride on great weather, night. Great weather outside. It's not too hot, not too cold. Flint restaurant. I mean, people are starting to trickle mm-hmm. in. So uh, y'all come check us out. Like, yeah. The food's great. The drinks are great. It's awesome. Brady and I are great. I Sometimes. Think great. I mean, you are. I'm I'm woefully average most of the time. <laughs> That's not even true. <laughs> uh, but back in the studio, we have Matt Burton, and he's doing some great stuff for us. And we're also going to go ahead and fire up that player of the game, Matt. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Shout out to Matt Burton, who's... Uh, is it your cousin, Matt? Is it Deontay, your cousin? Yes, or your... yes that okay. would be my cousin. Yeah. Deontay, Bur- Deontay Burton got some burn today. Yeah, cousin yeah, Burton. He did. Yes, he did. Shout out to cousin Burton, though. Top two Burtons. Deontay Burton, Matt Burton. Those are some top two Burtons right there. <laughs> well, then there's Cliff Yeah, Burton in no too. particular order either, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Honestly, no offense to Cousin Burton, but he's not exactly our player of the game. Uh, he did some good stuff there in the uh, I love me some Deontay minutes. Burton. Someday he Who will doesn't? be. He doesn't. He will be our player of the game one of these games. But it's going to be Dennis Schroeder. I think Brady and I, we both agree on this. Like, Dennis Schroeder, he is exactly who we want to label as player of the game for this game just because he came out and he wasn't, like, super woeful in the first two games, but he just didn't make a lot of noise. He didn't really do... Um, a lot of what you would think Dennis Schroeder can get out there and do. But this game, he did the exact opposite and really lit the offense on fire. He was, he grabbed rebounds. He made good shots. He was making good threes. He was really orchestrating this team super well. It was just, it was very refreshing yeah, for any, Thunder fans. Yeah, any, anytime Schroeder can get the mid-range floater game going, like he's going to have a good game offensively. But yeah. um, today, it really seemed like his offense really it really carried over to his defense. Like, he was fully engaged. Mm-hmm. He was uh, cutting off screens. Um, he's playing a guy in Steph Curry who's, you know, similar height, similar um, physical stature. So he, he's not going to be as outmatched as he is typically when he's playing another mm-hmm. Western Conference team because you've got guys like Russell Westbrook. You have to go against James Harden. And, and like, Dennis Schroeder's just not going to be able to, like, right. physically match up with those type of guys. But, I mean, Schroeder just had it going. I think he was 6 of 8 in the second, in the second quarter. And mm-hmm. that's when the Thunder really – like, I think they led – you know, like they had a lead in the first quarter, but it wasn't like, oh wow, this game's gonna be like cake for the Thunder moving forward. Yeah, second quarter like is fifteen point yeah. lead. Yeah, second quarter is when it really like got that. out of hand, and Dennis Schroeder had a lot to do with that. Uh, finished with twenty two points, nine to thirteen from the floor. Um, just really good basketball from Dennis Schroeder, and then you you add that to Chris Paul, who was uh, had ten points, two of five from the floor. Shade Gilgis Alexander, who continues to be spe- spectacular with nineteen points. The Thunder. Uh, trio of point guards mm-hmm. just played outstanding basketball for the first time this year th- um, third game in the year all together at the same time because yeah. um first game Shay played a good game dennis was okay chris was pretty good second game chris paul was a no-show Shay right. was good dennis was kind of a no-show now they finally put it all together for one game yeah if all three of them are going to play like this and feed off of each other the way that they did today it can be a pretty successful season for the thunder and i may be like jumping the gun saying something like that uh, but they were able to prove that in here today, especially going up against this Warriors team. So shout out to Dennis Schroeder. He's also able to, able to grab eight boards and six assists. I think that's just a well-rounded point guard right there, especially um, I think a lot of people right now have their eyes on Shea, who is a fantastic basketball player. But Shea's not exactly the type to dish the ball out as much. Uh, he did have nine rebounds and four assists today, which was kind of a step up from the first two games. But 
Uh, I think Dennis is very well-rounded as a guard, and when he was out there, he was really able to get a lot of things going for the Thunder team. I think he is a good communicator, which has been a key topic of conversation for these guys all year That's long. all they've talked about in the tra- in training, training camp. camp Preset yeah. is just all about communication, which makes sense. they got yeah. young guys and a bunch of guys who haven't played with each other yet. No, exactly. So that's going to be that's going to be very important for this team. So shout out to not, Dennis. Not bad for um, Dennis Schroeder, considering he had that cryptic Instagram story. Um, following, oh, I didn't see it. What was it? It was just a black screen with an ellipsis, just dot, dot, dot. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, so Thunder Twitter kind of lost its mind for a few seconds. Like, what's going on? Oh, but, God. No, all is well in Thunder land on this Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Sunday well, evening, it's 5 o'clock. Sunday evening. Oh, well. 5 o'clock somewhere. And if it is 5 <laughs> o'clock somewhere, you should come on down to Flint in downtown Oklahoma City. It is not too far from Chesapeake Energy Arena. Uh, Brady and I are sitting here right by the entrance. We're seeing a lot of people uh, kind of walking around, walking their kids, walking their dogs. Looking at that rock wall waterfall thing over there. Yeah, lots of good Who stuff. Who said we don't have waterfalls in Oklahoma? I mean, I mean, look at that. And by the way, I'm going to climb that one day. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm, I'm going to climb. You're going to signify the Thunder's climb back to title contention. Exactly. It's going to be a great video. It's going to be great content. Now that I've announced it on the radio, please no one try to stop me. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Like, if you see me doing it, just let me do my thing. It's going to be fine. But, yeah, uh, I guess we can go ahead and take a break, Brady. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's take go ahead a, and take a break. Let's take a break. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this game, especially with the Thunder going up against the Rockets in Houston tomorrow. They're going to come face-to-face with an old friend of yours and mine. So when we get back, we'll talk more about that. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Oh, yeah. Coming back into the Franchise Thunder postgame show with a little bit of Aerosmith. This is why Matt Burton is my favorite producer. Don't tell anyone I said that. I, I think all the everyone. producers are listening right now. I think they're, it's like required listening. Yeah, sorry. You just heard a bunch I of feelings heard right a now. lot of feelings. <laughs> but honestly, anyone who plays Aerosmith to get me back into the postgame show is my favorite producer. So shout out, Matt. If you had to choose Aerosmith or Slash, go. <sighs> <laughs> Why did you put me on the spot? Steven Tyler or Slash? Steven Tyler. Okay. That's saying a lot. You do know he's like 79,000 years old. He's 72, Brady. Uh, Lay off. Okay. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But anyway, <laughs> welcome back in, y'all. It, this is not a rock and roll post-game show at all. We're not going to talk about Slash It's pretty rocking. I mean, uh, th- Thunder fans are pretty rocking right the, now. They're I excited. Mean, they should be pretty rocking yes. because the Thunder defeated the Warriors. It's not, th- it's not the Golden State Warriors. It is the Golden State Warriors in name only. They do have Steph Curry. He did play today. But yeah. I think for Thunder fans, no matter what, no matter what the situation, I think Thunder fans really appreciate kicking some Golden State Warriors ASS anytime, any day. So. Yeah, you can't say that on the radio. Uh, uh, Don't say that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're all in trouble now. But, yeah, that's exactly what happened today. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the Warriors 120-92. to That is a big-time win to take their third – no, well, I mean their first win of the regular season, but this is only the third game of the season. Uh, we are here at Flint Restaurant in downtown Oklahoma City under – what is this, the Colcord Hotel? The Colcord, the yes. Colcord. That's what that big red sign says right above Yeah, me. you know I don't read, so <laughs> <laughs> I literally just walk places they tell me to go, and they're like, yeah, go in here. So we are here at Flint under the Colcord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City after the Thunder just took this awesome win over the Warriors. Uh, welcome in. If you're just now joining us, I am Madison Morris and with Brady Trantham. We were present at the game for at least a half of it. Yeah, we were there. And it was fun. It, it was a good time. We saw the, the what we kind of talked about in the first segment, the comedy of errors that was the second quarter for Golden State. I mean, yeah. the Thunder kind of, they 
they messed up a few times here and there, but gosh, Golden State is just so bad. It was it, just bad. It's so hard. It's so it feels so weird saying the, that sentence that Golden State is so bad, and it makes yeah. sense. They don't have Clay Thompson. Kevin Durant is obviously gone. Andre Iguodala isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Bogut's not there anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, whoever else, it, it just Quinn Cook's not there anymore. Yeah, it, it that's just weird. it's so hard. It feels so. It feels like just yesterday that we were seeing the Warriors and the Raptors play in mm-hmm. a pretty entertaining finals. Yeah, and it it makes sense. You know, a lot. Of, Steve Kerr told told us uh, during the pregame that both teams, both franchises, went through monumental shifts mm-hmm. and, and changes this off season. Um, but at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and compete. And the Thunder held up their end of the bargain. No, oh, for sure. Um, they've played a steady level of progression that you know, I think fans can kind of appreciate. They had a bad first quarter in Utah. They got better and better and better, and they just couldn't quite close it out on the road. That's going to happen. You're playing in one of the tougher environments in the NBA. That's right. going to happen. Um, they play pretty a, a good little first quarter, and then they just stink in the second and the third quarter, and then they turn it on in the fourth against Washington. Mm-hmm. They tie it up at 83, and then the Wizards go on a 14-2 run to end the game. Bunch of new guys, bunch just of young and experienced guys. That's going to happen. They finally were able to put it together for an entire game. So if you're a Thunder fan that not only is looking forward to the future, but mm-hmm. they, they want to see short-term results, you, you're very happy today. Right. No, exactly. And Brady and I were talking about this a couple of days ago after the Washington game, is that this team last season with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they started the season 0-4, and, and I don't think anyone hit the panic button quite yet. I think people are more... Um, like tempted to hit it so soon now just because the team is so different. I mean, what Brady was saying, Steve Kerr made a really good comment about how this is going to be a weird game today just because there's no Russell Westbrook. Um, There's, I mean, obviously there's no Kevin Durant, so it takes a little bit of the feud out of this matchup. And that's exactly what happened. I don't think this is that same matchup that Thunder fans have been seeing the past couple of years because, you know, they're, there's just different assets to this game now. And I thought it was really interesting because guys like Shea Gilders Alexander, um, guys obviously like Dennis Schroeder, we talked a lot about him in the first segment. Um, and even guys like Danilo Gallinari, they're just, they were scoring machines today. And I think that really helped Oklahoma City. It really lit them on fire. It really uh, helped fans to be super confident in this team. And I think that's exactly what they need. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on in the show, but especially with them going into uh, a Houston matchup tomorrow. That's a big turnaround. Who are they playing for? Houston. Who plays on that team? Oh, Russell Westbrook. Oh, man. Oh, God. Life comes at you pretty fast. It's happening. <laughs> it, it's literally, it's happening. It's happening. They are going to come face-to-face <laughs> with Russell Westbrook this soon in the season, so that's going to be super Let's hope James Harden doesn't hit himself in the face with a basketball again. But, yeah. That looked pretty regrettable. Honestly, Josh Hart's little, uh, his whatever reaction to that was me in a nutshell because that was kind of freaking hilarious. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, overall, this game, it did have some weird, like, not like weird tendencies to it, but it just had some different aspects to it that really took a lot away from what Thunder Warriors has been in the past. Obviously, the Thunder were able to come out on top today, which was great for them, but it was just, it was interesting to see how different guys were able to shine. I feel like that has been something I've noticed, especially in the first couple of games of the season, is that there are a lot of different guys that are able to shine. I mean, we've been talking about it, but it's not really like, Steven Adams has been a guy who's been super quiet these first three or three games, and people are like, what is going on with Steven Adams? Well, I think it's because this team right now, talking about the Thunder, they have all of these new faces and these guys who are willing to like pull up and shoot the ball that it's just become 
a team that everybody can contribute to. It's not just going to be a couple of guys out there that you expect to see really high stat sheets from. And I think that's kind of exciting for Thunder fans to look at that and see that guys like Shea Gildas Alexander, Chris Paul, I mean, he's not like a young guy, but he's definitely a new face here in Oklahoma City right now. And even guys like Darius Baisley and Hamadou Diallo, I mean, that's just, it's, it's exciting, Brady. I'm excited no, about it. No, you get you get a lot of contributions from a lot of different players, and I think I think fans were a little bit uh, they were probably understanding that that was going to be the case. If the Thunder are going to win games, it's going to be because of a little contribution from this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. You know, everyone's going to have a hand in a victory. Everyone's going to have a hand in a loss. Right. And yes, of course, you're going to have times where Shea Gildas Alexander has to take over um, scoring wise. You're going to have times where Daniel Gallinari. Is just on fire from um, beyond the, beyond the arc. You're gonna have times where Chris Paul goes isolation and he's and he's just cooking. Uh, he went through like a little two minute spurt today where he was cooking. He had one isolation uh, play at the end of the half where he just dribble 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 cross 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 boom three point fadeaway yep. dagger. Um, you're gonna have a lot of contributions from a lot of different players, and I think in that respect, it's going to be a it's going to be a different type of entertaining because I don't want to say it's going to be more entertaining than watching a Russell Westbrook-led team because Russell Westbrook is entertainment personified. Oh, for sure. Whether it's good or bad, he is fun to watch. He's fun Super to cover. Fun to watch. He's fun to be in the same building, watching him on TV. It doesn't matter. But this team's going to be entertaining in the respect that, you're going, like you said, you're going to have contributions from Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. and they're going to be fun contributions. He had a really cool dunk in transition today. You're going to have Daniel Gallinari going on an 8-0 run by himself. You're going to have SGA doing his thing. You're going to have uh, Darius Baisley hit a corner three that really put the exclamation point on this game before the bench mob went out there. So it's a different type of team, yes. I think fans are well aware of that, but it's going to be – the bumps in the road, the roller coaster of this season, it's going to be, from our end, it's going to be fun to cover. I For think sure. fans are they're going to appreciate these wins because they know it's not going to always be this way. Yeah. It could be the complete opposite tomorrow night in Houston. If not, then Thunder fans will be happy. Yeah, for sure. And Brady just really uh, highlighted a lot of really cool things that happened in this game. So, Matt Burton, how about we go ahead and do that kick-ass possession of the game? And you told me we couldn't say that on the radio. Oh, Look at I you. just said it on the radio. You're going to radio jail. Matt Burton, you better get that <laughs> dump button ready. Just I'm kidding, hovering over it. Okay, yeah, especially with the two of us on Matt the radio Burton's right now. Matt Burton's in there sweating. He's like, yeah, I got Madison and Brady like, on the radio. Good Lord, this is not going to end well. Um, Brady, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You, you go first. Okay, so um, my kick-ass possession of the game is going to come in the second quarter. There was about eight minutes and 50 seconds left before halftime, and... Uh, D'Angelo Russell, who by the way got ejected from this game today, which was an LOL moment. If he kind of had a par- he had a Parnell Motley attitude today. He's like, I don't want to play today anymore. <laughs> I'm just done. He I'm gonna go home. He was probably super frustrated. <laughs> and he was like, Kick me out! I dare you. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell actually intercepted one of Dennis's pass to Nerlens, where he drives it down and kicks it to a wide open Amari Spellman, who takes way too much time to set it up for a potential dunk, and this gives ample opportunity to Danilo Gallinari, who sped his way over caught up to him, makes a clean block off of his dunk attempt, which set up Dennis to lob it to Nerlens uh, down the court for a sick alley-oop. And I actually wrote all of this down in my notes, and I, like, put SICK there you in go. all caps so I could really uh, highlight that. Adjectives are really sick. important. It was, adjectives really add yeah. on to a lot. But it was really awesome by Nerlens, and this actually extended Oklahoma City to 45-26. to 26. Guys, it was just epic because I really feel like at this point, People were getting excited about what's going on in this game, but still, you know, Thunder fans have that mentality of, okay, when's it going to start declining? When are things going to go downhill? Is this going to be sus- <laughs> sus- uh, sustainable? There you go. 
I'm sorry. I it's, can't even. It's talk. a hard word. I can't. Sustainable even, words are hard. Words Madison. are way too hard. I don't even know. Why I'm, I'm a this I'm a quote unquote writer, and I can't even read. You so. can't even spell. Yeah. So it's fine. I'm awful. Well, I don't read either. But <laughs> anyway. I just thought this was a really kick-ass thing to do because I really enjoy Nerlens Noel when he does have opportunities to shine like this just because I think guys really forget about how much talent this guy possesses. And so uh, he had a really cool moment. Obviously, it involved Dennis Schroeder, who was both of our player of the games. And uh, it was just kind of an LOL moment on Golden State's part because, like, seriously. <laughs> it, all you have to watch is that, that possession, that was like, start so, to finish. It was so bad because Spellman had so much time. And he decided to dribble it back, take a couple steps back, whip around himself, and go up for it. And by that time, Gallinari was already there to block it off. And so it was just kind of funny yeah. that, like, what are you doing, dude? And there's just so <laughs> many times where I literally was screaming, what are they doing? And so it was just kind of funny. Um, like my possession of the game, it could go to basically, because we highlighted it earlier, anytime D Dennis Schroeder touched the ball in the second quarter, because if you're talking about a kick-ass possession of the game in terms of like what really like put an, put a stamp on this game, what helped the Thunder really move forward and put the um, foot on the pedal, to win the game, it's anytime Dennis Schroeder touched the ball. Yeah, but for, for sure. me, like personally, like as an entertainment factor, I really like that last play that I kind of mentioned earlier at the end of the first half with like four seconds left. Chris Paul just dribble, dribble, just goes straight Houston Rocket isolation. Chris Paul, and he, he's such a master in the mid range when mm -hmm. he's dribbling around. It, it's so beautiful to watch. He hits a fade a turnaround fadeaway three pointer with like three or se three seconds left. Puts the exclamation point on the first half where. Um, I'll give a shout out to ESPN. The Warriors scored 33 points in the first half, which isn't good. I mean, it's good if it's football. Mm -hmm. It's especially good if it's baseball, but it's not great when it's basketball for everybody. But they score 33 points. That is the worst the Warriors have ever scored in a half since Bad. March 1997 against who? Do you know? No. The Seattle Supersonics. Shut up. <laughs> what? So shout out ESPN for that stat. Um, but yeah, Chris Paul, right thank you for the isolation uh, possession. It it uh it it was uh, fun to watch. You gave us some good content to talk about on the radio right now. Boom. Some which is interesting what, things. Which is what we're doing. The radio at Flint. People are here. They're eating. Wait staff is waiting. Bartenders are tending bar. Brady and Madison are talking the talk on the radio. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. You don't want to miss this. It's so if you are out in downtown Oklahoma City right now and you don't know what to do on this great Sunday evening-ish, it's almost 530, so yeah, it's evening, uh, come on down to Flint. Come talk to us. Come say hi. Please be nice to us because we have feelings. But yeah, just come say hi. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, um the Browns and the Patriots at seventeen ten right now. Um, Wait, really? Oh Dang. yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield's bringing them back. Look at that. Calm down now, but you can no. come watch that game here yeah. too. Super. So rest. Up. So don't worry, Thunder fans, Baker Mayfield fans. You can come. You can come check everything out. You can see uh, Terrence Ferguson with his headphones very strangely on his uh, ears right now. Hopefully our very own Derek Parker's in the locker room right now with his mustard sweatshirt <laughs> getting that Terrence Ferguson footage. going to be good stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, real quick before we uh, take another break, we're going to do the stack hat real quick because I kind of have an interesting one that I think Golden State fans are going to be like, ugh, about. So, Matt, fire it up. Watch me, watch you can't. All right, so this stat is kind of funny coming from a team uh, that has a guy who's known for being such a great three-point shooter in Steph Curry. 
But um, it's it's also something that I think a lot of people hark on the Oklahoma City Thunder taking too many shot attempts of this. But we're going to talk about that old three-point shot today. Because first, before I say what my stock cap was, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder shot 15 of 32 from the three-point line. Taking 32 three-point attempts, not terrible. Uh, Golden State, they took 33. They only made five of them. And Steph Curry had two of them. Uh, Draymond Green had the ugliest one of all, <laughs> but he had one. <laughs> uh, Omari Spellman had one, and then Jordan Poole had the fifth one. Who? Jordan <laughs> Poole. Isn't that the same like name as that director that like there, does all the... Jordan Peele. Oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan gotcha. Peele. I was like, wow, that's kind of funny. I, I, I guarantee you he does have a pool at his house, though. I guarantee you he does. But yeah, Golden State Warriors only shot... Five of 33 from the three-point line. That's a whopping 15%. Which is better than 14, but it's not as good as 16%. So, like, that's very, oh, poo-poo on the Warriors. Right yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not not good. Big-time poo-poo on the Warriors, especially shooting from the three-point line today. So that's my stat cat. It didn't exactly involve something great for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They did some great things today, but it's kind of a hang-your-head moment for Golden State because you should not. Hang your head in shame. <laughs> you should not be ending a game 5 of 33 from the three-point line. That is just <laughs> – that's garbage right there. Yeah, um – I, I was going to kind of piggyback on that. I'll do something a little different, but I'll just add to what you were saying. Um, when we left the arena at halftime, um, Derek Parker I, helped me do the math because I can't math at all. I'm terrible at it. Um, but at, at the half, non-Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors shot 19% from Ew. the floor. Just That's awful. so gross. It's terrible. I just I, – goodness, it's hard. But um, – I would say my stat cat of the day, and it, it's 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 a little weird just because Gallinari's going to get opportunities, mm-hmm. and Stephen Adams is going to get opportunities because he's such a good offensive rebounder. And so, like, the offense can just be predicated on not even giving him the ball. He's just going to get opportunities because he's so physically talented mm-hmm. um, uh, in the paint, specifically when he's rebounding. But my stat of the day is going to be the number 26, and that's going to be the number of shot attempts from Terrence Ferguson, Gallinari, and Steven Adams Maybe. combined. It was a very balanced offensive attack, particularly from the uh, starting five. I mean, Shea Gillis-Alexander led all starting um, all starters with 14 shot attempts. It was really efficient, uh, and most of that, that 26 is going to go lean towards Terrence Ferguson because you could tell he hit his first shot, um, a corner three, early on in the first quarter, and it really bled into his entire game. His confidence rose through the roof and if if the thunder are going to if you're a thunder fan that wants them to win games because i know there's part of this fan base that just says lose every game i want the lottery picks i don't care if they win but if you're a thunder fan that wants them to win in the short term which i understand because they're not in a rebuilding process yet they haven't torn the house down just yet (laughs) if you want them to win terrence ferguson has to have a better role and perform better on the offensive end than he had uh, done in the first two games. He did that tonight with 13 points, 5 of 7 from the floor, 3 of 4 from the three-point line, and exceptional defense. He had four He had four assists tonight. Nice. He, put, he looked really comfortable putting the ball on the floor. He looked really com- comfortable on the dribble drive on the baseline, uh, pump fake from the three-point line, uh, finishing at the rim. Looked like a much different offensive player than we've seen, even in the preseason going into these first two games. A really great game from Terrence Ferguson. Oh, yeah, good mm-hmm. stuff from Ferg today. But we are going to take another break real quick. I believe we only have, like, one more segment. 
uh, left. But we are here at Flint at the bottom of the Cold Cord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. The Oklahoma City Thunder have won a game, their first game of the real season. So that's big time. Come down and celebrate. Come see me and Brady. Uh, it's a good time down here. So when we get back, we have a little bit more to talk about. We'll dive a little bit more into this game. Obviously, the Thunder have a huge matchup tomorrow night in Houston facing a good old friend, Russell Westbrook, for the first time this season. If anyone else thinks it's going to be weird seeing Russell Westbrook going up against the Thunder in a Rockets jersey, please join me for a drink at the bar because that's <laughs> I will join you. I'm, I'm still freaked out about this, y'all. But we'll dive into all of that when we get back. You are listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Masses oh, get real emotional. I'm wiping <laughs> single tears away from my eyes right now. <laughs> Matt Burton does it again. Yeah. This is awesome. Welcome back, y'all. To the Thunder. Oh wait, sorry. The franchise Thunder post game it's, show. It's what a, it's one of those. There's a lot. There's lots of words and names and. Hey, it so just like, all runs together. Really quick, the media agreed with our um, player of the game because yeah? they requested Dennis Schroeder in the scrum following the game because I just saw it on Twitter from our very own Derek Parker. Hey. Um, that is, I believe, the second time we've talked to Dennis Schroeder, like the media, yes. unless it was a one-on-one, which doesn't include everybody. Right. But in terms of a scrum, that is the second time we've talked to Dennis Schroeder yeah. since preseason. That is the, so Since true. media day, not including media day. Yeah. This is the second time. I, I believe you're right. Because, of course, everybody wants to talk to Chris Paul. Of course, everybody wants to talk to SGA, Stephen mm-hmm. Adams. Um, and maybe another player that had a good game or yeah. whatever, particularly that game. Dennis Schroeder is the third point guard. He's it's just the odd man out in terms of like media coverage, but uh, they agreed with us because he had a really good game. You know, Brady, they probably were listening to they were, our show. Of course they were. They were listening to our show while they were waiting outside of the locker room. Why Shout wouldn't they? Out. Why wouldn't they? I mean, because we're the best Thunder. I'm going to listen ever. to this back on the OKC82 podcast on the way home. Which so. all of you guys should, too, because Brady, plug yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the OKC82 podcast because when Madison and I aren't on the postgame show on the radio, uh, we're in the arena um, watching the entire game in the locker room, talking to Billy Donovan and all the players. And then afterwards, at an undisclosed location, probably the station, probably the arena, <laughs> um, we record basically this show. Yeah. Um, but it's available on all podcast for, um, platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in OKC-82. It's free. Um, we always have good guests on. We always have a lot of fun doing it. So if you need Thunder coverage for 20 or 30 minutes when you're driving to work the next day after a game, we got you covered. Yeah, for sure. I think our podcast is great, so you should definitely give us a listen. Um, oh, it's awesome. It's some good stuff. Uh, but, Brady, we have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, this is our last segment of the show, but before we get out of here, we're going to have to talk about this matchup that's going on tomorrow for Oklahoma City because they're going to have a quick turnaround. Oh, darn. Headed down to Houston. And, I mean, it's a good uh, thing the Thunder had a big 40-point or whatever victory today yeah, because, I mean, the Thunder, like we, like we always say, they're, they're, they're talented. They're more talented than the casual basketball fan will give them credit sure, for. Because yeah. when, when you when you just hear Russell Westbrook, Paul George traded from small market team X, you think, okay, small market team X is just going to be terrible, right? right. That, that's how that works. When, yep. when LeBron left Cleveland, Cleveland just, both times, they're trash, awful, yeah. awful basketball team. So you assume that the same thing is going to happen with Oklahoma City. 
they still have good young talent on this mm -hmm. team that they had prior to that trade. They, of course, got Shea Gildas-Alexander, Daniel Gallinari, Chris Paul in these trades. There's talent on this team. So I, I don't want to just sit here and say that the Thunder are going to get the brakes beaten off of them right. uh, when they go down to Houston, but it could very well happen. So good thing the Thunder had a really yeah. good victory, really good showing today because it could be the inverse tomorrow, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder made it a game just because we are very well versed in Russell Westbrook making games all about himself. Are we? And tomorrow could be an example of Russell Westbrook going, I'm going to make this game all about myself, mm -hmm. which it could help the Rockets, and he could be on that tomorrow tomorrow night, or it could hurt the Rockets because yeah. he's inefficient, because he can't shoot, because he turns the ball over a lot, and it plays into the Thunder's hands. So that delicate balance will be in play for Thunder fans, but on the good side this time. No, I agree. And, I, I mean, I think anything could happen in this game tomorrow. I really don't think this is going to be a game that Thunder fans should look at it and say, oh, like, this is going to happen. There's no doubt this is going to happen. This is how it's going to go down for the Thunder. This is how they'll play. I really don't know because on, I think that's what a lot of people were saying about this game today because Golden State, anytime you hear Golden State is coming to town, people start sucking wind a little bit just because – they're a good team. They've had a great past history. Obviously, they do. They, they just play really good basketball. They're a very hard team to go up against, but especially when they come to Oklahoma City, it's always been quite the show. People are very interested to see what happens, and uh, today the Thunder were able to get it done. So how well is that going to carry over to a Monday night game, especially, you know, it's a back-to-back. This was a 2.30 game today. They're going to have some time to rest. They're going to have to travel down to Houston today, and then the game's not until tomorrow night, but... I mean, Brady, just in your opinion, how well do you think they're going to be able to hold up the same kind of energy they were able to exert on the court today and put it out on Houston tomorrow? Well, I mean, three games in, they've had relatively the same amount of energy. It's been inconsistent because it's been in yeah. different spots in each game. This game, it was pretty much the entire way through the first one. It happened after the first quarter. Uh, the second game against Washington, it went away in the middle part of the game. It's really, really inconsistent, but that's going to come when you've got a bunch of young guys playing roles that they have yet to play, like Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, the, all these guys as SGA, even even though he started for the majority of the Clippers games last year, yeah. um, he didn't necessarily have the responsibility that he has right now with this Thunder team. So you've got a lot of young guys who have yet to play at this level mm -hmm. in their NBA careers. And then you add to like guys like Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, Stephen Adams, guys that haven't played with each other for a long, like forever, yeah. or, yeah. ever, excuse me. Um, it's going to be inconsistent. It's going to be a roller coaster, but... I, I will ask this question. I don't know. I don't know if you had any thoughts on this, Madison. But you know, the Thunder are up forty, mm -hmm. and Shea Gilgeous Alexander is still in the game. Yeah. And unless Billy just has this mentality of I need him to learn quickly, so right. every rep, every second counts. Yeah. In my opinion, I just don't. I just don't know. Um, it would. It'd be more questionable if this was a seven o'clock tip off, and the Thunder had even less time to turn around to go on the road to play yeah. Houston. Oh yeah. But they do have the extra time. Um, and every rep does count, so I'm assuming mm -hmm. that's if Billy was asked about this in the post game, I'm sure that's probably something that he said. Um, it makes sense, but again, it was just something that I kind of like. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I saw a little bit um, of some reaction to that on Twitter, especially while we were keeping up with the game here at Flint. A lot of people had that question. You know, just the Thunder were up. I think at this point they were up like 38, and Shea was still out there and. It was kind of just a situation of, hey, like, you guys have a big matchup tomorrow night. Not even, like, I mean, a little over 24 hours later, you're going to go up against Russell Westbrook and the Rockets, and that's going to be something that's going to require a lot of high energy and your guys being on their best. So why is Shea still out there? Honestly, I think, 
I, I don't even know. Maybe Billy wanted to put him to the test a little bit, strengthen him up a little bit, put him out there, see if he could uh, keep things going for the Thunder. Obviously, I think right now, especially with where this team is and how they were, um, I mean, I don't want to say they were able. They did. They dropped those games the first two games of the season, which did not end very well for them. Um, I think they were trying to make sure that nothing went too south for them in this final or in this third game. Because I think that would just be the ultimate letdown if the Thunder, up 42 at one point, they allowed the Golden State Warriors to get back into this game and make it something in the fourth quarter. I think that would have just lit people on fire. So, honestly, I may just be totally talking out of nowhere, but I really think Billy was trying to make sure that the Thunder were able to keep a pretty good and comfortable lead as the game neared an end, just to make sure that these guys were going to take home this win and carry this fire over to the Houston game. But that just might that might just be me. I don't know. He may have said something totally different. It's only you. It's <laughs> It might only be me. I don't think anyone agrees with anything I say, but that's totally fine. Um, that's just kind of what I took away from it, just because I really don't think it would be a good look at all. I mean, I, don't, I know it wouldn't be a good look at all if they allowed the Warriors to come back into this game. Did we do who that dunk that? I don't think we did who that dunk. Do we have that. enough time for that? Uh, we definitely have enough time for that. Burton, I, yeah, Burton. Burton. You want to talk about some dunks? There he is. Do so, it, Madison. You got to. You've got to do it. I was literally just supposed to, every single time I try to do this. People always comment that I sound like I don't even know. I don't sound. It's uh, another season. New Orleans, like you got to make improvements. I, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dad dunked that. There you go. That was so bad. That was good. I hate it. Matt, oh. how'd I do? Was that pretty good? That sounded great. Thank, thank you, Matt. Okay. Um, Matt's, let's see. Matt's playing solitaire right now. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, right, you're, you're doing great, guys. <laughs> you're doing great, guys. Yeah. Uh, are you talking OU football? No. Okay. Yeah, no, no, okay. Oh, yeah, man, that Kansas State game. No, let's not get into that right now. Brady's about to cry. I'm going to cry in the car later. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, my Houdan Dunga is going to go to a guy we've only mentioned a couple times on this show so far, and it's going to go to Hamadou Diallo. And I have really preached on this guy on the past couple of OKC82 podcasts that I am very excited to see how he has uh, evolved this season because I really do think he has a lot. And I, I'm not going to lie, this is real bad preparation for Houdan Dunga, but I don't remember what quarter this happened in. I think it was the third quarter. And he had just this really dynamic uh, dunk that just really looked so athletic. And I think it showcased everything that he was capable of because prior to this, I think he had picked up a real, like, lazy foul. I think he had uh, not – I don't even know if he had done anything super incredible in this game so far. But he came out of nowhere, had this really good dunk, and I think he went on to score at least, like, twice after that. And so I, I want to give it to Hamidou Diallo because he's a player I'm excited about this season. He's a player I think Thunder fans should be excited about this season. And he's someone that I really ha- think has a lot of athletic ability that sometimes doesn't get to get showcased. But when it does, oh, man, it's good stuff. He's the reigning slam dunk champion. Oh, is he? That's right. So uh, respect respect his authority. Yes. Um, my who that dunked that, which... In a 40-point victory, I mean, I don't know if it ended up being 40-point. The, the largest margin was 42. But in a victory like that, there weren't that many Thunder dunks. It, it was odd. Like, no. the Thunder just did cool, efficient offense. There was, like, two. But you picked one of them, so I'll have to pick the other one, which was, I believe, Abdul Nader launched a wide-open three. <clears throat> it missed, of course. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, Ner- and Nerlens Noel 
had a thunderous putback dunk as the Golden State Warriors in the paint, who I think averaged, I did I did the math, about averaged out at about 6'7". Nerlens Noel is 7 feet tall. He easily just was like, all right, I'm going to put this back. He's like, I'm going to put, put it back dunk, and there you go. There's your who that dunk that. Man, good old Nerlens <laughs> with the dunks. Poor I'm- Golden State, man. The, Sometimes on. playing small will kill you. You know who also has some good dunks, though? And who's that? It didn't really benefit Oklahoma City, though. Marquise Chris? Yep. Marquise Chris Marquise yep. Chris had the best dunk of the game. He like He, definitely he put a lot dunk. of like anger and despair. Yep. And, oh, my <laughs> goodness, we were losing by so many points to the Thunder, and they don't have Russell yeah. Westbrook. Like, what's going on? Um, my wife left me. <laughs> Honestly, every time I say every time he had two dunks. They were both over Stephen Adams. Both times he had those dunks. I swear, Vanessa Carlton started playing because he just had <laughs> lots of emotion in them. It really didn't look too good for old Stephen Adams, and it just—I mean, like Brady said, it was, they were God, they were fiery, man. Speak, speaking of Stephen Adams, like one thing that did happen uh, schematically. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how the Thunder have. Um, drop their bigs back um, into the paint instead of having them play up high on guards uh, defensively this season. Today, they had Steven Adams, Nerlens Noel, whoever else, play up high because yeah. they did not care. If they if, if the guard got around and then the help defense had to, had to leave the corner to uh, protect the paint, the Thunder just did not care about Glenn Robson III launching threes. They did <laughs> not care about Damian Lee launching threes because they're like, unless it's Steph Curry, we don't care. Go yeah. ahead and launch him. And it played into the Thunder's hands because, like we said, the Warriors outside of Steph Curry shot 19% from the floor in the <laughs> first half. Just, I mean, good Ew. good call, Billy Donovan, schematically. Got to give uh, tip the cap to him uh, for the game plan today because it's exactly what they needed uh, to get their first victory of the year. Mm-hmm. They're now 1-2 and two on the year. Um, but wow, the Warriors! Wow, the Warriors! Woeful! That was disgraceful. It was a woeful, woeful um, performance by the Warriors. It's bad. It's it bad. Really bad. It's bad. But you know what wasn't bad? The Oklahoma uh, City Thunder winning. Yeah, you know what else really wasn't good. bad? Flint Restaurant for taking Flint care of us. Flint Restaurant is not bad at all. They do a great job taking care of us. Uh, they have good food. They have good drinks. They have good company. They Shout out to Kevin, nice the bartender. Staff. Oh yeah, Kevin's our friend, man. He was here yeah. taking care of us last season too. He likes Mastodon, so he's cool. He also got a haircut, <laughs> so he looks great. So good for you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean that's really gonna wrap it up for us. I don't even know if there's much more to talk about. Honestly, this was a great showing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think fans and the team, they both needed this just to get a little bit more in the groove for the season. And so, um, honestly, yeah. Like yeah, I, said, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned the Sooner contingent now three times of the Thunder fan base. I mean, the OSU contingent is super happy. They beat Iowa State uh, yesterday on the road in Ames. And now the Thunder beat the Warriors. Great, great weekend for the Oklahoma State fans that root for the Thunder. <laughs> Shout yes. out to you guys. Thank you for that, Brady. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. But, yeah, also, I know we've mentioned it a couple of times uh, on this show, but you're also listening to the OKC82 podcast, which is our podcast that Brady and I do after every single Thunder game, whether it be home, whether it be on the road. This is going to double as our podcast today. So our good friend Matt Burton back in the studio is going to rip this audio for us. We're going to have it up a little later this evening if you guys uh, want to listen to our awesome voices once again, because I know mm. I will. Um, I'm just kidding. I never listen to my voice. It- but... My voice is so loud and abrasive, it doesn't put me to sleep when I'm driving home at 2 in the morning after a game. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Falling asleep at the wheel is not fun. Honestly, fun fact, I have never once listened to myself back on the radio. Madison. I, I don't do it. You gotta, you gotta watch film. It you gotta, makes you, you, gotta, you, you gotta watch film. Honestly, yeah. You gotta watch all the mistakes. Listen to all of them. Ew, I, I just really, it's actually painful for me. <laughs> I really can't do it. 
But I hope you guys can actually listen to our our voices on the radio because you just did for about an hour. So shout out to you guys. Yeah. Brady, any final thoughts on this Thunder win today? Um, obviously, they're going to have a big game going into tomorrow. Just what are, what are your expectations right One now? One and two. Um, whether or not, like I said, I mentioned the two facets of the Thunder fan base. If you want them to win every single game because you are a diehard fan and you hate seeing your team lose, you are happy today. If you're the part the part of the fan base that uh, only cares about lottery picks and positioning, you're eh, may, maybe they're still happy because it, it's fun to beat the Warriors. Oh yeah. So it I think fun. overall, uh, Sunday afternoon tip off, great weather, um, great atmosphere in the peak, um, which the second home game of the year. Um, the preseason was a little bit scary in terms of the crowd showing, but it's preseason, yeah. and it was they weren't the best of matchups. Um, the fans have showed out in the first two games. I'm really um, happy to say that and to see it um, in the arena. Uh, still loud. The Peak is still one of the better arenas in the entire For NBA. Sure. So that's good to see. Hopefully that continues throughout the year. And I think so because while this team will go through ups and downs on a roller coaster of a season in terms of wins and losses, the efforts, the hustle, the grit, all those cliches, mm-hmm. they're going to be there, and fans l- will eat that up. For sure, you're going to love watching Shea develop. You're going to watch. Um, you're going to love watching Darius Baisley develop. It's going to be fun. Awesome, yeah. And just for a heads up uh, for Thunder fans tomorrow, like we said, they're going to Houston to face the Rockets. They're going to come home for a three-game homestand. They're going to start with the Trailblazers on Wednesday. That is a seven o'clock tip-off. Uh, the Pelicans come to town on Saturday, the second of November. That will be four o'clock in the afternoon. How fun! And then they're going to stay home one more time before hitting the road on Tuesday, November fifth. And that's going to be a 7 o'clock game against the Orlando Magic. So get ready if you're a Thunder fan. It's going to be a good time here in Oklahoma City. But I think that's going to wrap it up for Brady and myself. Good day. Good day at the peak. Good day here at Flint. Thank you to Flint. Big shout out to you guys. Um, And thank you guys for listening to us. I guess I don't know when we're going to be back, but we are going to be podcasting tomorrow. Night, it's on so the schedule. Sure it's, it. it's on the schedule somewhere, but uh, who, who, I, I, I can't. Like I said, rules. I can't read. I don't. I don't. I just guess. I just walked into Flint today. I was like, oh, okay, good. I just show good up guess. when I decide I want to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, and you have been listening to the Franchise Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise 107.9 in Tulsa.